DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition, with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher was ordained in 1979 as a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He obtained his doctorate from the Gregorian University, and he has dedicated many years to an extensive ministry of retreats, spiritual direction, and teaching about the spiritual life. Father Gallagher is the author of seven books published by the Crossroad Publishing Company on the spiritual teaching of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the life of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Father Gallagher is featured on the EWTN series, Living the Discerning Life. Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Gallagher. Thank you, Chris. Meditation and Contemplation, an Ignatian Guide to Praying with the Scripture. Once again, you reveal to us just the great depth that St. Ignatius has opened up for us in this great font of prayer. And in meditation and contemplation, it's more than just sitting down and thinking. It's so much deeper than that, isn't it? It really is, as we've said so many times uh, about relationship. It's about meeting another person. It's about letting another person speak to me. And that's what we mean when we speak of praying with the Word of God, the Scriptures. And this has all been about a simple and very usable and very effective way of doing that. We've gone through the method pretty much at this point, but I think there are some final uh, questions that are important to include in our reflections before we terminate them. And um, so let's suppose that one of us has been through the methods, now understands what meditation and contemplation means, and would like to bring this into his or her daily life. Well, how do I do that? How do I know what scripture to pray with each day? And people answer that question in uh, a number of ways. I'm just going to mention two of them that are probably the principal ways. Many people choose their daily scripture by looking at the readings of the Mass for the day. And there are a lot of advantages to that. Uh, One is that the Church itself supplies us the scripture every day so that we're not just floundering and wondering day by day and having to create something on our own each day. We have a very solid source of scripture of a gospel and other scriptures with which to pray each day supplied for us by the church. And another uh, very nice advantage of that way of doing it is that our prayer with scripture then will harmonize with the church's liturgical year. So if I'm spending 15 minutes, half an hour praying with scripture each day and also going to daily mass, My meditation, if I do this before I go to Mass, is going to prepare my hearing of the scriptures at Mass in a a very special way. Or if I do it later in the day, it will bring the Mass into the day in another way. And the harmony works well in that way because, let's say the Church is going through the weeks of Lent. The scriptures that I'm meditating on are going to strengthen my awareness of Lent and help me to live it. Or if it's, uh, to take a a striking example, if it's Christmas Day and I'm praying, or the days leading up to Christmas, there's something very rich about my scripture for prayer being a scripture that leads directly into into Christmas, the last events in the life of Mary and Joseph 
for example, before the child is born and the rest. Now, if we're going to choose that way of finding a scripture for our daily prayer, we're going to want some way to have access to the daily readings um, that the church uses. And there are various ways of doing that. We could simply get a missal that has them all in one volume for the entire year. Or many people like these monthly publications like Magnificat or The Word Among Us. There are a number of them that supply in in a slim volume that we would get each month the readings for each day. And obviously, too, you can go online. There are websites that have the daily readings. The uh, United States Bishops website, for example, supplies them every day. So this is one way of choosing a scripture for my daily prayer. If I, please God, do desire desire and decide to pray with scripture for some minutes each day. A second way of doing it is to take a gospel and just go systematically through the gospel. And there's a beauty in that too, because we see a gospel in its entirety that way. We might start with uh, Matthew and then go through Mark, Luke, and John. And uh, if a person does that, it's possible to do that with a certain freedom. That is, I might have reached Matthew chapter 8, let's say, which is a chapter of a number of miracles that Jesus performs. And I've prayed with the first verses, the first section of that chapter last evening or yesterday. And now I'm looking at my choice for today's prayer. But the, the, the passage that follows immediately after the one I prayed with yesterday doesn't seem to really open up to me and speak to me. Then I, with great freedom, could simply move on to the next passage in Matthew 8 until I find a passage that really seems to speak to me and go through the gospel with a certain freedom in that way. And there are people who do that. They'll go through all four gospels that way and go back and start it over again and even spend some years doing that. It's it's what the church does in her liturgy every year. She goes through the gospels like that. Now, whatever way we choose to find our scripture for our daily prayer, what works best is what I would call structure with flexibility. That is, we need a certain structure. We need, if I'm this evening looking ahead to the prayer, which I'll do in the morning tomorrow, and I want to choose my scripture, it's pretty hard to come up with something out of nothing every day, You know, just to be that creative day after day after day. It probably won't sustain the prayer without a certain structure. And we've just mentioned two of them, one of them being the daily gospel from the Mass or the, um, the systematic progression through a gospel. At the same time, we want a certain flexibility with that structure. So for example, let's say I prayed with, uh, I began Luke chapter 5, or it was the gospel in the uh, mass for today, the catch of the fish at the beginning of that that chapter. And And it really spoke to me in my prayer, the 20 minutes I spent this morning or the 10 minutes with it. And something in my heart would really like to stay with that. And I look at the gospel for the following day. It's a rich gospel, but my heart still is more inclined to stay with the catch of fish. Then with great freedom, I let my prayer this day be again on that passage. And if it should continue to draw me yet again, with great freedom, I stay there as long as my heart is drawn to it. Or let's say, for example, I hear a homily on a Sunday or a weekday mass, and that really opens up a scripture for me, and I, and I know that I'd really like to pray with that. 
or the responsorial psalm at a given Mass really touches me, and I know I'd like to pray with that. Or I'm doing some spiritual reading, and the author speaks about a gospel passage that I know I'd like to pray with, and, and so on. There's always that flexibility to follow our hearts. So I think what works best for the long haul, if we want to sustain this faithfully throughout our lives, is structure with flexibility. A basic scripture that's there every day for me, but which I can use with a certain flexibility when my heart does feel called to another scripture. Now, I think there's another element which can also make a difference. Um, And that would be having some kind of a spiritual commentary on the scripture that I've chosen for prayer. Because this addresses a need that many of us feel. We're not, most of us, scripture scholars. There's a lot about the scriptures that uh, we could still learn. Um, And we'll run into things in various passages, the meaning of which won't be entirely clear to us. And then we can struggle. Well, how can I pray with this if I'm not even quite sure what these words of Jesus mean or why the disciples Mm -hmm. act in a certain way in the Gospels? And that's why I think most of us find it very helpful to have, together with the Scripture, a a simple spiritual commentary. It doesn't mean uh, a heavy, lengthy, academic commentary, which are wonderful things in their own place for an in-depth study of Scripture. But that would burden the prayer rather than help it to have pages and pages and pages to read about um, a text. And that's why I speak of a simple spiritual commentary for prayer. Now, I'm looking at one as I'm speaking. And this is a commentary on Mark 1, this particular page, Mark 1, verses 16 through 20. So it's five verses. It would be a gospel for one of the days in the church's year. Jesus goes along by the Sea of Galilee, sees Simon and Andrew uh, casting their nets in the sea. He calls them, and then later James and John. And they leave their father Zebedee in the boat, and they follow him. So that's the the, uh, gospel passage. This particular commentary has about a page, not quite a page and a half, page and a quarter, let's say, five paragraphs of commentary on that scripture text of five verses. And it's a very simple and very rich thing. To have a simple, brief, and rich spiritual commentary, which opens up the meaning of the text, can be very useful for us when we pray. Well, if that's so, then the next question will be, well, which one should I choose? Which spiritual commentary would be the most helpful? We're blessed today. I'd say in the last 20, 30 years, um, many of these have been written. And so from this perspective, we're in a better situation, I think, than in the past to make a choice of a spiritual commentary which can help us individually in our prayer. Any Catholic bookstore is going to have a number of these. Uh, Any web search online, different Catholic publishers, again, they're going to have them. I think what each of us needs to do is just uh, enough research to find one that seems appealing and then to try using it and see what experience says. Yes, this I found what I need. This is helpful for me when I pray. Or this is good, but somehow doesn't seem to give me the nourishment that I'd hoped. We might want to continue the search then for one of these commentaries. Now, if I may mention my own books briefly, some of my writing has been intended to help with this particular need. And uh, one of the books I've written is called An Ignatian Introduction to Prayer. 
The Mm -hmm. subtitle is Scriptural Reflections According to the Spiritual Exercises. And it's a short book. It gives 40 scriptural passages chosen according to the uh, spiritual journey of the Ignatian exercises. And in very simple form, breaks them open using the methods that we've been discussing in these conversations, that is, meditation or um, contemplation. So that, in a sense, the two books that I've written on this topic, the one entitled Meditation and Contemplation, An Ignatian Guide to Praying with Scripture, that little book is, uh, we could call it the textbook, that little book explains those two methods the teaching that we've been doing in these uh, reflections and these these conversations. And the other book, An Ignatian Introduction to Prayer, could be a kind of workbook which accompanies it. So there's textbook explaining the methods and workbook, which gives 40 practical exercises, if I can say that, of applying these methods. And I think by the time a person would go through the 40 of those, a person would have a sense of, now I know how to do this. And then the person would simply need to find choose a method for having a scripture each day, and I think ideally choose a suitable commentary, and then the person is really all set to pray this way daily. So that basically there are three things that we need to bring this kind of prayer into our daily life. We need a Bible, uh, the readings. We need a commentary, brief spiritual commentary, and then we need a method of prayer, and that we've gone through in these reflections meditation, and contemplation. The rest is simply choosing a place and a time that work well for me and that um, I can sustain in my daily life as a disciple of the Lord. We'll return to Praying with Scripture with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite Discerning Hearts programs. Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas, Father Mauritius Fildi, and so many more, including episodes from Inside the Pages, can be obtained on the Discerning Hearts free app. This also includes all the novenas and devotionals and prayers, including the Holy Rosary and Stations of the Cross, the Chaplet of St. Michael, and the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, all available on the Discerning Hearts free app. Visit the iTunes and Google Play app stores to obtain your free Discerning Hearts app today. A prayer for the intercession of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. O Father, fountain of all life and holiness, You gave Father Bruno Lanteri great faith in Christ, your Son, a lively hope, and an act of love for the salvation of his brethren. You made him a prophet of your word and a witness to your mercy. He had a tender love for Mary, and by his very life he taught fidelity to the Church. Father, hear the prayer of your family, and through the intercession of Father Lanteri, Grant us the grace for which we now ask. May he be glorified on earth, that we may give you greater praise. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Praying with Scripture with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher, just to draw upon what we have learned in previous conversations, even in in other topic areas like discernment, that as we begin this process, we may encounter uh, those great fruits that give us consolation and we feel like we're we're really receiving something wonderful from the Lord, but we should be prepared for those times of desolation that as we begin this practice of meditation and contemplation, there may become a time of dryness, but that we should persevere in it. They, they all kind of come together, don't they? That's it's so well said at this point. Yes, that's what's going to happen. We're, we're going to experience these ups and downs, times when our prayer is alive, we really feel the Lord speaking to our hearts and we rise with a sense of strength and nourishment. And other times, as you say, that will be more desolate, more dry, more difficult. What will happen is if we take the first step and begin to pray this way, then we're going to start having spiritual experience of the kinds that uh, you've just described. And then we're going to want to know how to understand those. And please, God, that leads to a search and reading and listening and and learning. I'm thinking of that line from uh, Mother Teresa, that everything starts from prayer. And and that's what will happen. If we begin praying daily, then um, everything else is going to start. Everything else is going to begin to move in our spiritual lives. And the point will come when something like the teaching that we discussed earlier on discernment of spirits about understanding those ups and downs, the spiritual consolations and spiritual desolations, that will become very, very valuable because it will help us understand exactly this kind of experience so that we grow through the times of grace when God gives them, but we don't um, be held back by the more difficult times. We understand those as well. We understand what's going on and we understand how to respond to those so that Not only do they not harm us, but we actually grow through those two in various ways that God intends in permitting them. I would imagine that you have such a great love for the saints that there is a lot of affirmation that can be gleaned from them concerning meditation and contemplation. Well, let's look at a few of them. I'm looking here at the the very first sentence from St. Catherine of Siena's Dialogues of Divine Providence, and I've always loved this first sentence and the energy in it. She says, she just starts abruptly, a soul rises up, restless with tremendous desire for God's honor and the salvation of souls. 
She has for some time exercised herself in virtue, become accustomed to dwelling in the cell of self-knowledge, etc. But then she goes on to say, but there is no way she can so savor and be enlightened by this truth <clears throat> as in continual humble prayer. By such mm-hmm. prayer, the soul is united with God, following in the footsteps of Christ crucified, and through desire and affection and the union of love, he makes of her another himself. That's the one way. Prayer, prayer is the only way, and it's a marvelous way. Then a quotation from the American author Julianne Green, who died in, in 1998. He was a convert to Catholicism and certainly struggled in various ways in his life, but in his diaries has some very beautiful things about um, a spiritual experience. And he describes mm-hmm. on this particular day in his diary, coming back to his apartment in the evening of the day. And the sounds of the city and life just get a little quieter. Twilight is coming. And he says, a time when perhaps God is more perceptible than at other moments. And he says, that is the time to open the Bible and to listen to what it is going to say to us. To talk to God with a heart warm with happiness. How he must love to be told that he is loved. And the more we tell him so, the more he loves us. The Bible is a book that stays open forever, since it speaks only of the eternal present. And that's a lovely description, whether at the end of the day or in the quiet and peace of the beginning of the day, before its activity starts, or whenever that time may be. That is the time to open the Bible and to listen to what it is going to say to us. And as he says, to talk to God with a heart warm with happiness, how God must love that and how he must Mm -hmm. love us when we do so. The next is from uh, Pope John Paul II and his apostolic letter for the beginning of the new millennium. As the Jubilee year of 2000 ended, he left this document with the church as a program for the church's life in the new millennium. And he gives what he calls the various pastoral priorities. And the first of these, the most important thing, is holiness and growth in holiness. And then the second thing immediately after that and flowing from that need is prayer. This training in holiness calls for a Christian life distinguished above all in what he calls the art of prayer. We, we well know, he says, that prayer cannot be taken for granted. We have to learn to pray. As, as it were, learning this art ever anew from the lips of the divine master himself, like the first disciples who asked, Lord, teach us to pray. And goes on to talk about our Christian communities, our parishes, and the various ways in which we come together as disciples of Jesus, becoming genuine schools of prayer, where we ask God's help, where our hearts lift up in thanksgiving and praise and adoration, And then he says, in contemplation, in listening, in ardent devotion, until the heart truly falls in love. And that's everything when that happens in our lives. Remember reading in the life of the Curie of ours, St. John Vianney, whom we quoted earlier, that when he was first sent as a young priest to this country parish in this small little hamlet of ours, he found a parish that was in complete disarray. For many years, there had been no regular parish life, um, and the people had largely fallen away from any practice of their faith, with all the consequences that come into 
of people's life when that happens. And not knowing what else to do, he simply began by spending hours each day in the church praying, and everything else happened from there. Mother Teresa's line is so true that everything starts from prayer. Mm. We all, I think, in our lives do encounter situations that feel just as hopeless to us as trying to change that parish must have felt to that young priest when he arrived. When we don't even know where to begin, uh, or any efforts we've made seem useless. And these are situations that really matter to us and really are important in our lives. Well, everything starts from prayer. We can just we can bring these things to the Lord in faithful daily prayer. And when we take one step with the Spirit, the Spirit opens up the next and the next and the next. I've spent the last four years working on a biography of the venerable Bruno Lanteri, L-A-N-T-E-R-I, who was an Italian priest who died in 1830, and um, found amongst his letters of spiritual direction a letter to a married woman with six children, uh, a good woman but with her struggles, like, like most of us, very dedicated Catholic. And she's asked him about how to pray. And obviously her life was very busy. And he recommends to her three things. He says, try if you can to spend 15 minutes every day in meditation. The kind of prayer that we've been talking about in these days, praying with scripture. Mm -hmm. Try, he says, secondly, if you can, to read at least one page from a spiritual book every day. And then finally, thirdly, he says, try every day to spend some time in an examination of conscience, or what we've called the examine prayer, which he says, if you have no other time, you can do when your hands are busy, but your mind and your heart can be free. I think that's a beautiful spiritual program. It's pretty real, pretty practical. 15 minutes of meditation in the course of a day, one page at least of spiritual reading, and an examine each day if we can get some quiet time, or if not, at a time when our minds and hearts can be free as our hands are engaged in other kinds of work. And then he says to this woman, he says, do not wait until you have devotion, until you feel the warmth of God's love. Do not wait until you have devotion to begin all this. Begin all the same without devotion, because devotion will come with time, and these are the very means to acquire it. Then a final quote from the Venerable Solanus Casey, who died in 1957. He was the porter for many years at St. Bonaventure's in Detroit. And these are words that he said to a woman who never forgot them, and after his death quoted them. He said to her, Do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your tasks. This is what prayer does. Then he told her, the doing of your work shall be no miracle, but you shall be a miracle. Every day you will wonder at yourself, at the richness of life which has come to you by the grace of God. And then I'll conclude with the scriptural quote, Romans 8.26, and there's a verse that I love and come back to over and over again, as many people do. When St. Paul says, the Spirit too comes to the aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought. And you know, as often as I have taught this 
I am always brought back to the truth of this. We do not know how to pray as we ought. Prayer is not our accomplishment. It's always God's gift. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. We're weak. We don't know how to pray. This particular morning or evening, I begin my time of prayer, and I feel almost helpless to pray and distracted and struggling. But we're not alone. The Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness and intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And that's our hope as we pray. And that would be my hope that uh, the Lord would bless us all through the richness of daily prayer in our lives. Mm. So beautiful, Father Gallagher. Could we ask you for a closing prayer on this particular series, but also to send all of us off into this rich font of meditation and contemplation found in our prayer life? Lord Jesus, you have so many things that you want to say to our hearts. You spoke and your words are recorded in the scriptures, and you speak every day to our hearts, longing to bring that message, to strengthen our hearts, to give us hope, to give us clarity along the way. Lord Jesus, open our hearts to receive your word. Open our hearts to listen to your word and strengthen us in our walk with you each day and make our lives a blessing. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Gallagher. Well, thank you, Chris, for persevering. <laughs> You've been listening to Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition with Father Timothy Gallagher. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our mission. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition with Father Timothy Gallagher.